0: Hi everyone, it's Jeffrey Smith from the Institute for Responsible Technology. Here's some insight into the news over these last couple of weeks. Great news, a start. Bayer Monsanto will no longer sell Roundup as of 2023 to U.S. consumers for the lawn and garden market. We, of course, would like that extended to a ban completely on all customers and all around the world, but this is a good start, and it's because they fear lawsuits because of the loss of three consecutive trials where plaintiffs with non-Hodgkin lymphoma sued successfully and won against Bayer Monsanto. Glyphosate which is part of herbicide, part of the herbicide roundup is also in the news, along with glufosinate and dicamba. These three herbicides are all used in conjunction with GMO crops. You have glyphosate-resistant, glufosinate-resistant, and dicamba-resistant crops. They all, according to this research, promote antibiotic-resistant genes in the soil, which could contribute to antibiotic-resistant pathogens which means that that can cause death and amputations. There's already tens of thousands of people who die from pathogens that are not killable with antibiotics, and these herbicides are contributing to that. Here's another piece of news. France fined Monsanto 400,000 euros, that's about $473,000, for acquiring data on journalists and activists. Now, it's okay to create a list of public figures, but for those that are not in the public figure category, they need to be contacted and they need permission, and that's not what Monsanto did. They rated people one to five as part of their campaign to convince, and it was violating a law in France. It became hot news in Europe, and now they're having to pay a pittance according to what they have, what they can pay, but they have been slapped on the wrist. Now, for a long time, we have been talking about that genetic engineering is not particularly a good solution uh, for problems that very often non-GMO solutions are better and less expensive. We now have one for non-GMO malaria control. Instead of putting out risky gene drives and other genetically engineered versions of the mosquito, which could backfire and cause disasters... They now have a microbe that if you infect the mosquito, you don't reduce their numbers, which could destroy uh, the environment and the ecosystem and the, the, those um, animals that eat the mosquitoes, etc. cetera. It just makes the mosquito unable to carry the malaria infection or to transmit it. So it's an amazing, amazing discovery, and it doesn't involve GMOs. It's from the brilliance of microbes. Another non-GMO breeding uh, breakthrough was a salt and drought-tolerant soybeans. Now, they did not use genetic engineering to change the soybeans, but they did use marker-assisted selection, which is something we have been promoting and talking about for years. You see, when they're trying to create a particular set of traits, they'll cross a bunch of different uh, parent lines that have the traits and hope that they can combine them. But with marker assisted selection, you figure out which genes carry those traits. So you use natural reproduction to create offspring and instead of growing out all the offspring and then testing it to see if it's salt tolerant or drought tolerant by putting it in real world conditions, you just take a piece of a leaf And you do a little study to see, does this leaf have the genes you're looking for? And if not, you throw that one away, and you just keep working with the ones that end up with the genes you're looking for. So it speeds up the process of natural selection, and the end result is drought, in this case, salt and drought-tolerant soybeans that are not themselves genetically engineered, but they do have the genes and the traits you're looking for. Now, in spite of the fact that non-GMO technology is way better at creating all sorts of things, that hasn't stopped the biotech industry from trying to push its GMO agenda where they can patent and make money. And their biggest push right now is to deregulate gene editing. That means things that are gene edited, they're claiming are non-GMO and natural and they've convinced governments like Japan that it just does things that could happen naturally. That is false. The Japan government has fallen for the false rhetoric by the biotech industry and allows gene edited crops onto the market like a particular tomato. And so activists, so citizens have now put together a voluntary label system the OK seed mark, that says this seed or this food is not gene edited. The government's not doing it. It's being done by citizens, which is great because it'll provide economic incentives for companies to not use gene editing, where when the government falls and fails, citizens have to step up. Now, part of this effort to deregulate gene editing has uh, made the biotech industry spend a fortune, millions of dollars, and one of the things that they do are they're getting articles placed in major uh, magazines and newspapers that are complete myths. They're complete false stories, but they support this narrative. And the one that they're... Taking great credit for, is the one that appeared in the New York Times magazine. As one uh, group described it, It's a false and misleading statements and a pro-GMO fairy tale. It's called Learning to Love GMOs with the subhead, Overblown Fears Have Turned the Public Against Genetically Modified Food, But the Potential Benefits Have Never Been Greater. And there is such misinformation, disinformation, lies that are repeated over and over again. I don't want to get started here. Uh, But it's simply ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Bad reporting in a major newspaper, and it's something we've seen over and over again. Others have written about this, explaining how the um, the article is complete fairy tale. I'll let you read what others have said. I didn't bother wasting my time on that. We have work to do in protecting the global microbiome. So that is the my commentary for the news in these last two weeks. Safe eating, everyone. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.